This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Welcome to the Whitetail Legacy Podcast. And we get the back view of him. And I mean, it's just a mega. 52 yards is a long shot. Uh, Magnum P.I. is what yeah. we named him. No idea. Just but, a magnum. Yeah, just a magnum. Come on, Cam Ashi. We, we said probably 150, mid 150. Yeah. Same Doe from the morning come out with that nine pointer. Here, here steps out this 90 inch eight pointer. Like, <laughs> yeah. Ah. I'm like, okay, well, there's still a buck back there grunting. Yeah. And then out steps like another 90 inch eight yeah. pointer. I'm like, oh, all right. Yeah. Bro. Yeah. Bro. Yeah. You're like, I'm like, deer, right there. Yeah, like And he's 30 already yards. 30 yards. Yeah. He he was literally five yards from the base of the tree. Could have been had a buck down at 140 in the afternoon, back there deep on public. Three does come out pretty early. It was like 245, 24 yard shot, sent the combat veteran. And I tell you what, man, dude, it just smoked. We always get so jacked up when the other person kills. It's just almost like we got it done. Yeah. And when you kill that doe, I was like, hell yeah, man. And we come down here to Missouri. My ass Comey one more time. I'm like, is it a good buck? And he goes, yeah, real good, solid buck. I'm like, all right, boom. <laughs> and the deer just drops. Sure. Super special to me. Whitetail Legacy Podcast, bringing you back to the hunt and leaving a legacy. Baller rut. This is a Whitetail Legacy podcast coming at you in your ear holes. <laughs> they thought I wasn't going to say it. Right? They, right? they thought for a second I wasn't going to say that. Uh, if this is your first time listening, we are a Whitetail podcast, and we are super jacked about this episode. Um, we're talking rut hunting 101, grinding through the Grind. nonstop all-day sits, Sand and we're it. talking to Moose... Uh, that's a super solid nickname. Oh, it, it fits him perfectly. Yeah, perfectly, yeah. <laughs> Ryan Glitzky. Um, this guy's killing buck after buck 
consistently in PA on highly pressured ground. You hear PA, everybody's talking about, oh man, this mm-hmm. there ain't a fork at horn out here. You know what <laughs> I mean? And this dude's getting it done and uh, super successful, super solid dude. Um, you guys, if you uh, if you want to have the best run rut hunt of your of your life, this this is an episode for you to soak up something, get in there and, and try it out. We're gonna get into the people that make this possible, um, and we'll get into the show. The VIP Veteran Innovative Products guys, it's time of year to to get your broadheads under control. Season is like right now. You know what I mean? It's <laughs> yeah. it's so close. We're jacked if you can't tell. Um, we already shot the broadheads, flying good. Everything's rock solid. Do you have the VIP Veteran Broadhead shout out? Yeah, this week's shout out is Henry Applegate, and uh, we've been kind of lackluster on the Air Force squad. So, uh, gonna I reached out and got uh, some information from a guy who was in the Air Force for eight years. And uh, did I say his name, Henry? Yeah, yeah, Henry Applegate. Uh, we appreciate your service for the eight years, man. And um, shout out to the Air Force guys. Yeah, any any veterans that are out there listening, Air Force, Marines, Army, um, we don't care, man. Let us let us shout you out. Send us an email. Whitetail underscore legacy at yahoo.com. We'll get you on an episode. Um, thank you for your service. If you don't want to go through the whole, you know, send an email thing. We <laughs> yeah. appreciate you. All right. Um, Exodus. Exodus trail cam tip of the week. We're going to go back and do the paracord tip. We use a paracord today, and the stuff that we're tying these trail cams on, the bush is just getting tangled up. Something fierce out there. So paracord's the way to go. Um, super easy. I'm just doing slip knot with a knot, double knot on the back to mm-hmm. secure it, making them rock solid. And with our new cheap ass sticking picks, yes, working real nice. So, um, let's get into Embry Custom Woodworking's all your custom call needs right there in Roseville, Illinois. And next level <laughs> is up next. Cody's over there giving me sign language like I know what that means. Um, <clears throat> next level dealer shout out for the week is going to be Brandon Nunnenkamp. Uh, he's going to be in the KC, Missouri area. And if you're in that area, you can give him a reach out at 816-547-8675. And uh, that is Brandon Nunnenkamp. And if you want to check them out, you can check them out at nextleveldeer.com as well. All right, we got a new one for you guys. Um, we had a company reach out, wanted to help the legacy grow a little bit and uh, get, get this out to you guys. It's called Buck Book. Um, I'll run it down real quick for you. Um, our friends at BuckBook have created an online database to share, age, and score your deer. In three steps, you can share your buck. You can ha- use a trail cam picture or after you have killed the deer. You can share this picture with the public on their page, or you can even get an expert opinion on age and gross score of your buck from trail cam pictures. Um, their panel of experts are widely, widely recognized as some of the most knowledgeable whitetail specialists across the country. You can use this on your phone, your tablet, or your computer. You can upload a picture entering information about the deer, including its location, property type. If you're using any supplemental feed, if you are, and you can go check them out at buckbook.com. Um, this, I think this is great, guys. It's uh, there's, there's a lot of newer listeners that use this or listen to this podcast, and I think this is a great way to do it. If you, if you do this on social media, regular social media, there's going to be about six people that hose you real hard. You know what I mean? It's because a lot of those pages, people are posting pictures, asking the, asking the score, and a lot of people are tired of it or they just want to be an asshole for three minutes, you know what I mean? Right. But uh, this is a safe way to do that, to get some like honest opinions 
This is what this page is for. So if there's someone on there, that page, this is what they're going to be doing. You know what I mean? And and it's cool to get a trail cam picture and look at it, but if you can have 300 people look at it and give you an opinion and you know you're not going to get any hate from it, I think it's a great idea. And uh, it's just another one, company that wanted to help uh, the legacy grow a little bit. So we're going to be running some ads for them for this month. And uh, we're going to get right into Ingram's Outdoor Obsession, all your taxidermy needs and last breath tv guys um season is coming like tomorrow uh, for a lot for a lot of people a lot of people it's in you know what i mean yeah. and a lot of other people it's really close we're a month out here and uh last breath tv we've been friends with them for two years now two and a half years right mm-hmm. and um uh, the the dudes are like rock solid like if you needed anything from these guys they're gonna give it to you they're gonna try to make it happen and uh they're on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, and you can watch this guy. They have years of content, like super solid content. You know what I mean? And um, we just wanted to put their name out on our podcast to get them some exposure. If you guys are wanting to scratch that itch, um, check them out, man. Uh, Last Breath TV. I mean, they got bear, antelope, mule deer. I mean, they got all kinds of stuff on there. And uh, they're killing really high-class deer in central Illinois. Yeah, and new season's going to be starting to air Saturday, September 9th, and they're going to be dropping a new episode every Saturday until they're done. So um, they're also doing a throwback Thursday every Wednesday, or every Thursday, and uh, live every Wednesday, and they're releasing video podcasts on Monday. So basically they're giving you five days of high-quality content on their YouTube channel, so you guys definitely need to be subscribing in and um, if you have to wait till october 1st like we do that is definitely going to carry you through the month of september all right let's get into the show all right we got ryan glitzky on tonight how you doing man good real good how are you guys doing great just cracked a cold one sat down had a hell of a hike <laughs> earlier <tired>. today <laughs> pretty yeah, I, out, but. I, I like your guys three dollar uh stick and pick that's yeah. a pretty slick idea <laughs> yeah it works pretty good <laughs> yeah but, that's pretty good yeah um, we're going to have you on here. We're going to talk about just preparing yourself to hunt the rut on public land. Um, you're a rut hunter putting all yep. day sits in back to back to back nonstop. And I know that that, that sounds easy when you say it, but when you yeah. do it, there's a lot more that goes involved. You got to think about a lot of stuff to prepare yourself for that, you know, 30 seconds of glory. You know what I mean? Yes. So, yep. Uh, before we get into that, go ahead and let the listeners know a little bit about yourself. Uh, my name is Ryan Glitzky. I'm from uh, Southwest Pennsylvania, born and raised here. Uh, I work in the uh, nuclear industry union shop, so pays the bills, gives a little extra for chasing these whitetails. Um, my hobby, I would say, would be you know lifting and hitting the gym, but uh, my passion, obsession, addiction, whatever you're going to call it, is chasing whitetails. They're just uh, there's nothing 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 more I'd rather do. It's it's three sixty five twenty four seven. It is nonstop whitetails. Nice, yeah. That's why when I messaged, I was like, man, I'd seen some posts and I knew that you were a friend with Chad and Chad had talked about you. I'm like, we got to have this guy on. He's hitting it hard. He's hunting highly pressured state of PA and consistently getting it done on really solid class deer. So um, I'm really excited to to pick your brain at some stuff going on. Um, but, uh, start, start from the basics. So season's over. We're starting. We want to prepare to have the best rut 
ever in 2021. What are we going to start doing right now? Season's over. What are we going to What are we going to do? Well, as soon as the season's over for me, typically in PA, our bow season runs to about mid-November, and then our rifle season comes in uh, right after Thanksgiving for a couple weeks. Then right after that, you know, you got Christmas and everything. And that time right there, I usually, you know, everything's kind of slowing down a little bit around the holidays, enjoy the family. Um, I kind of recharge my batteries for a couple weeks, uh, but that's when I got the pen out and the notepad out. Um, I'm starting to look at new areas for the upcoming year um, and even go back to areas I've already been into for that year, kind of tweak some setups or whatever I need to do. But usually I'm on Onyx. I'm starting to look at new areas, starting to break down, put some pins on the Onyx, and uh, start making a game plan there. And then typically, depending on the weather in Pennsylvania, uh, about mid-January, it's boots on the ground. Um, and my postseason scouting starts. In my opinion, this is the number one thing for killing them during the rut. Um, my postseason starts typically mid-January, the whole way through till turkey season comes in beginning of May. It's boots on the ground. Uh, typically how I do it is I'm looking for thick cover. Um, I hunt a highly pressured state. It, it gets bad sometimes. Even the small game pressure is high. Uh, typically what I do is I'm looking for cover. I'm looking for terrain features, funnels, hard transitions in around those areas. Um, that's, that's what I'm looking for typically. Um, and to be honest with you, a lot of the funnels, the pinch points I find, you're not going to find on a, on a map. Um, it's boots on the ground. Sometimes just a small ditch or something you'll find in the woods. And to be honest, I think the longer you do this, you get that sixth sense when you find a spot. When I get that sixth sense, it's like I, I'll usually I'll stop. And it's like, why? And it's kind of like a, I do a macro and a micro breakdown of that area. The macro is basically what I do is, you know, my bag goes down, my maps come out. What's telling me I need to be in this area? And typically, you know, I zoom out on Onyx. You start looking at everything, you know, breaking it down, looking at the bedding areas and all this stuff, and then trying to put two and two together with that. And then what I do on the micro level is now I'm starting to get into the fine details of my stand placement, looking at thermals, wind direction, access, all that stuff. Um, I'm starting to look into, I'm a big scrape hunter. I'm real big in hunting primary scrapes or putting mock scrapes in. Um, pretty much every one of my stands has a scrape in it. And there is also where my camera locations are going to be. Um, which is real key. Um, you know, we, we can only hunt so many places during the season. Some places are new. I just don't get to, but that camera's there for months, six, eight, nine, ten 10 months. I can go back after the season, pull that card. I know if that area is hot or not at a certain time of year, that historic data is huge and helps the learning curve, uh, especially in new areas. Um, but that's pretty much how I break down, find my spots that way. And then usually once my postseason scouting is done, then it starts getting my trail cameras. Typically June, July, I'm starting to put my trail cameras out. Anymore, I'd rather put my cameras on scrapes. Um, some on tight funnels, but the minerals, we can do a little bit of minerals in certain areas here. Um, some state gamblings, we can't. Um, I've been having better luck on scrapes. Um, I'm just getting bigger and more mature, mature deer on the scrapes. Um, and that, that's been really key, especially this year for me in the big woods. Um, it's almost when I'm scouting, I'm finding these these funnels, these transitions, these pinches in around thick cover. 
a lot of times there's a scrape there. It's almost like they're putting X one on the map for you to where to hunt. You know what I mean? And typically what I do is I run, I run buck fever to Fenix in my scrapes. I uh, pretty good results for that. Um, typically I'll run about every four to six weeks. I'll go in and dock that back up, check my camera, see what I got going in there, stuff like that. And then usually that I'll, I'll start this time of year. I'll start my stand prep, you know, I'll hang, hang a couple sets or whatever like that and get ready for the season. And then it's pretty much trail cameras, you know, bounce around, check them a little more often closer to the season. You know, once the season comes rolling in, I try to check them, you know, depending on the area where I'm hunting, the information I get, um, I'll try to, you know, maybe every three, four, five days, just depending on my access to the areas. And once I get a good buck, then that's usually where I'm going to be playing my butt. Um, one thing I noticed for the trail cameras also is I don't care if I get nighttime picks. I know a lot of people I've heard, you know, oh, he's only at night, he's only night. And right, I don't care. Um, if I get a buck showing up on a scrape at night, it could be two in the morning. A lot of times I've seen, now sometimes you get a straggler through, yeah. A lot of times what I've noticed is I will hunt in a general area. I will see him and get an opportunity to him a lot of times. I've noticed that. So, and then it just, you know, the rut rolls in and it's the grind. It's, you know, how it is. It's, it's up early in the morning at three 30 and, you know, you're putting a 12 hour day in pretty much every day, you know, and just grinding. Um, big thing I don't do too, is I don't bounce around a whole lot. Once I get, you know, I have a couple opportunities on camera. I get in an area that may have two or three shooters. I'm not going to bounce around a lot. I have no problem sitting in a stand for two, three, four days in a row uh, to get an opportunity at a deer. Uh, I've killed a lot of my good bucks not on the first sit all the time. Sometimes the third, fourth, or fifth sit, that's when I've killed them. So just that stuff works for me, and that's the tactic that I usually uh, implement every year for the rut. Yeah, we're the same way. If we if we know that a spot's fire and there's a bunch of picks, bunch of picks of bucks in there, whether they're night, day, all it takes is one doe yes. or lose yep. a doe or a hunter come in and boom, there he is. If he's in that area, you need to be in that area somewhere too. You know what I mean? And a lot of yeah. people see yep. that picture at two, like you said, and they're like, oh, he's he's bedding a mile away and coming up here. The only reason he's there that time of year is does. And those does are there. Yep. Those does aren't traveling a lot that time of year. They're yep. going bed to food, bed to food. You know what I mean? Yep. So, uh, He's going to be in that area. But a couple things you said that I think we should go back on. Um, I feel like a lot of people look at the maps. They find those pinches, and me and homie do this a lot. Those pinches that aren't on the maps, and you get in there and you start walking around, we hunt multiple of those. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, mean? I think that's the ones you're looking for for the mature bucks. Like anybody can see an inside corner or a saddle. And guess what? I'll put money on it. The obvious ones you see on Onyx, there's probably two or three tree stands there especially in this area where I hunt. And I think those bucks, they get peppered a year and a half, two years old, three years old. They kind of learn, you know, I probably shouldn't go through it during the day. Like, yeah, you get an oddball buck coming through during the rut or something. But I think it's the subtle pinches that those big ones will use during daylight hours. They don't expect you to be in those spots. Yeah, and a lot of ours are water. Pinched around water, little ponds, lakes. Um, You know, what what we're finding out, throughout time is you know there'd be like a steep hill and you know you hear a lot of people oh whitetail take the easiest path deer around here they run right up that sucker it could be oh yeah it could be yep. damn near 90 degrees and you're grabbing trees to run it <laughs> you know to pull up it and they're just yeah right up it so we pretty much x those out as funnels at all but 
you know, going back to when you said you you find an area and you're like, oh, this is it, you know, this yeah. is the spot. And then yep. we found one of those this year, and we're like, oh, this is this is. Oh, it. that's six cents, man. Yeah. I, I think that comes with, you know, everybody wants to know what. Like, I think everybody's you you see, you know, products out there they're trying to sell you. You know, everything's a secret sauce. You know what I mean? And be honest, with you, there is a secret sauce to this to consistently killing big bucks. First off, you got to be in an area where there is big bucks. That that's key. There, you got to have the, it's a numbers game. Second thing is boots on the ground. The more time you're in the woods, more time you're you're out there and learning, you become a good woodsman. Um, you give you somebody that's a good woodsman can kill a big buck anywhere, in my opinion. You know, once that person gets that, they can kill one anywhere in the country. That's how I feel. Yeah, I feel like that's. We're getting every year. I can see us gaining and gaining and learning yeah. and, and getting better. But that's where five years ago I think we struggled. We knew yeah. where we'd seen bucks in the past, and we were just hunting that area. But we weren't mentally breaking down why the bucks were there. And once we yeah, started exactly. doing that, then you start looking at stuff. And then one one place that you hunted two years ago kind of looks like this place. Yeah. You're like, well, there's big bucks here, and yeah. I don't know how many times I said it. If there's big bucks in an area, they're there. For a reason, if there's an area that's kind of like that somewhere else, they're probably there. Yeah, I, I'm always looking for, when I'm breaking down a piece of timber, I'm looking for the kill tree. And once you find that location and you get that tree, my personal opinion, unless something drastic changes, um, you could pretty consistently kill a good buck out of that same tree every year. Um, you know, it might not be the same buck year after you know he's still making it through but it's just something about an area mature bucks are going to go through and you can find a handful of those in a certain area you can consistently kill bucks in the in a rut like some people are going to say you know the rut oh it's all luck blah blah and some people are bed hunters in mid-october whatever works for you you know what i mean like so this is what works for me but there's a lot of work that goes into it to get to a certain point, to get those magical 15, 20 seconds every year. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, it, there's still a lot of work involved with, with the, you know, the preparation, the, the scouting and everything else. I mean, it's this year, I mean, it'll be, I'll probably by the season starts, I'll have 200 miles on my boots. You know what I mean? From January up until October scouting and, and, and with everything going on, it just, that's what it takes for, you know, pressured public land. You got to put the time in. You have to, if you want to be consistent you know killing good deer yeah and i feel like it's you got to look at your kind you're looking at a giant piece and you got to x some shit off of there you yes. know what i mean so yeah you can look at the map and it might look like 90 percent of the other stuff but we x'd off a bunch of stuff they're like well, <clears throat> can't hunt here there's no way to get there's no way to get down this ravine to get in there exit yeah. x there's no way there we know yep. that we can hunt around it we can hunt around that area if the deer are there you know they're coming on trail camera we can bounce around them but if they're not coming out of that ditch that they're in um, before dark, I mean, we're going to have to machete our way down in there to, yeah, yeah. to, to get on them. You know what I mean? But yep, yep. but uh, we can X off 50, 60 acre chunks, you know what I mean? Just by yeah. a day walking where yeah. X that out. And then you know that, okay, I'm not going to waste a hunt or two in this area when you, if you're just going out there hanging and hunting and, doing it that way with no yeah. postseason scouting because yeah. summer scouting for us i just don't i can't do it i was gonna say i, I don't either it, it, my summers is pretty typically just my cameras you know i'm getting them out checking them every like i said every four to six weeks depending where they're at you know what i mean that's and like i said those velvet picks we all know they're going to transition um i do see um 
Some of the bucks do come back through in the rut. Not all, but I, I do see some come back. You know, the velvet picks are cool and everything else. Give you an idea of what the quality is in the area. That is one thing that does give you. You know what I mean? Maybe not the Pacific bucks that will be coming back, um, but it's going to give you an idea of what the area holds, though, too, you know. Uh, can't remember what I was going to say now. <laughs> <laughs> homie, homie was begging he rip on you, and then he was <laughs> thinking about what you said and then, then lost it. But, yeah, that's the same thing we do, summer scouting. We just run the trail cams. We try to get in and do a bunch of scouting oh, yeah. today, and yeah, summer scouting. You know, yeah, what? yeah. I think the best the best time to get out there is definitely in the February March time before it starts greening up because now you can't see shit out there. Yeah, you know, yeah. you're gonna be able to see the sign <laughs> in February, the old sign from the rut. You know, it's still gonna be there, pretty visible, and still even most of the time in early March. But now, like the grass is growing over the, the scrapes. We're, we're not hunting timber. There's grass everywhere. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, it makes so, it tough. Yeah, it makes and it then tough. The rubs. I mean, they're faded, and that for the amount of big deer that are on that property, there's just no rubs. No, there's yeah. no tree rubs. I don't know. Let me see, like the first rub today. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah. We were like, oh, like there's just we seen one little bitty spindly like, rub today. I'm like, this is weird. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I get excited with big primary scrapes. Give me around that bedding and stuff like that, and real thick, nasty cover. You give me a big primary scrape, I get excited. Rubs are cool. Yeah, I pay attention to them, you know. But I rather have thick security cover with a big scrape. If I find that, that that's that, that's typically going to be a really good camera location. Give me an idea what's in the area, and I'm going to hunt somewhere around here, or I'm going to I can kill them right there. Have you, you know? have you noticed um, like them really big? Uh, primary scrapes like being on what I would call like the front door to the doe bedding? Um, you, you, my opinion is this, when it comes to the thick cover, I've seen box does all bedding the same stuff. Uh, you know what I mean? Um, I, I, I guess this in cover in general, um, like I said before, what I've noticed, now this is, I've kind of transitioned the big woods here in PA, and something I've noticed is off the thick cover around some terrain features or heavy transition, if there's a tree there they can scrape under, it, there's a scrape there. I've noticed. Um, doe bedding, buck bedding, whatever it is, I've noticed that right there. That's what I picked up on. Yeah, I think they, like, get out, just touch out of their bedding. And I've hunted transition lines for I don't know how long. And I don't care if it's CRP to timber, water to timber, heavy timber to open timber that line is fire in the rut i don't know yes. why they, yes they just yep. if it's easier traveling if they kind of got two different terrain features there so they're yes they've you know maybe they can duck and duck in the grass or bounce off in the you know timber i don't i don't know what yep. they're doing exactly but that yep. line transition yep. line is is huge and i've killed a lot of my deer right on them lines yeah i mean that and, transition line like i have uh two spots i found the big woods this year on one, there's a, a thick bedding area just off the point of a ridge. When it comes on top of the ridge, there's probably half a dozen trails that crisscross just off the point of the ridge. And it's it's the cover's not as thick as it is on the side, but actually when I walked up on this point, I mean I could see the trees they were scraping under 50 yards away, and I was like money. You know, you're gonna see them bucks running on top of that point crisscrossing in that bedding, and it was just like, oh, this is this is spot on. You know what I mean? And it was probably you know 20, 30 yards right off the thick cover. Then I got another spot. It's probably 70 or 80 yards, maybe a shade more. There's a ditch that comes up, and that's where they got the big primary scrape bear. You know, but it's always within 
maybe a hundred yards, I'd say, you know, that transition, give or take, but yeah, you can pretty much guarantee there's going to be scrapes or something there to hunt. Yeah. That's where we see all the sign on our properties is yeah. That and that's where you, scrapes, you know? Yeah. And that's in me, that's where you find a subtle, like, you know, if he's around the edge of that thicket, like I, I found a spot here, uh, not too long ago. Um, there's a, basically a ditch that runs up and peters out 75 yards from the thicket. And, it, it, it just it's a subtle funnel but them bucks they all gonna go through there and there's a big scrape there it's 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 like i ain't gonna say it's a guarantee but you put three four days in there in the right time frame the right conditions you're probably gonna have a pretty good opportunity to kill a three and a half year old buck in there you, you know what i mean it, it, it just it just money it's just like I told you it's one of them spots you, you just you know when you find them you know yeah we it were just, talking it, yeah. today and we plan on be, we'll have 11 days, right? Mm-hmm. We plan on attacking the same area for 11 days. It, in you know, my opinion, not, that's the way you do it. Not the yep. same stand, maybe, but the yep. same area. And I told him, I said, the amount of deer back here, the amount of hours we put on, yep. you're going to get an encounter. Will you be yes. successful? Maybe not. It might be 60 yep. yards, but you're going to get an encounter. You know yes. what I mean? Yep. And that, that's, 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 yep. that's a win. You know what I mean? If you can get an encounter and learn a little bit more about what that deer is doing and put that yep. in your gunny sack and move on. But you think at 11 days you'd be able to release a couple arrows is what we're yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, that's exactly what I do. Like I said, I, I, to be honest with you, um, I, I get a decent modification. Um, I'm actually off October 30th this year till December 1st. Ooh. I have an Iowa zone six tag. I'll have my PA tag and then I'll be in Ohio. So either it'll be a really great year. Or it's going to suck ass. I don't know yet. <laughs> but, but, There's going to be a lot of highs and a lot of I won't be at work days. for a month. Yeah, that, that'd be a bonus. So. Yeah, but but that's how I tell Like in Pennsylvania, when I'm in here in my primary state, you know, once Halloween gets in on November 1st, that's when I start my old day sits. And, and I have a couple, you know, kill trees that I filled, two or three of them. If I'm in an area and I've got two or three solid bucks, um, in that area, I'm not going to bounce around a whole lot in a two week period. You, you know what I mean? Um, you know, I, it may be three or four stands. I'm in back of my head, depending on access and wind direction. I'd be like, you know what? This is where I'm, I'm putting all my chips on the table. I'm hunting these three, four spots for the next 10, 12 days. And that's what I do a lot of times. Now I may kill on a second day. I may kill on day 12. Um, but be honest with you, it's where I don't kill. Um, not to be cocky, arrogant, but it's very rare. I don't get an opportunity to kill something within that time frame, you know. And that's just like I said, that's what's worked for me over the years. Yeah, you're you're hunting the same way we are. Just go in there yeah. and outwork these deer, and yeah, yeah, it's not easy, and, and it's what they call that type two fun. Yeah, <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know what I mean. It's yeah, or yeah, it's. I mean, you are, you know, like I told you, alarm goes off three thirty in the morning, and it's day seven, eight, nine, you know. And it's it's you know twenty degrees it's out or whatever it's going. Absolutely brutal. I don't. <laughs> yeah. I don't care who you are. Once you get the first week is okay. Once you get past yeah. the first week and it's Monday, yeah. and you've been off for seven days, you're like, nope. Yep. You, you still go, of course, but you're like, yeah. I'm not gonna. Yeah. It's you're like, I'm not gonna see shit. I'm gonna yep. be freezing out there. I'm not gonna pack enough food. It's gonna be oh. brutal. Oh. Yeah. I went to, uh, in 2010, I pulled, I drew my first zone six Iowa tag. Now you're sitting there like, and you think there's a boon crock behind every damn tree. You know what I mean? Like, and this is going to be a slam dunk. Well, it was day 11 in the morning of all day sits. I finally killed a mid 150. So you want to talk about playing head games with you. You're in the best 
place in the country and i'm just like 11 days straight in the tree you know it's like come on i, I thought this was gonna be easier you know i thought this was gonna be day two i'm gonna be yeah i was like shit out. <laughs> <laughs> i was like son of a bitch this is this is hard what the hell you know but then the funny thing is i went in 2013 and i was there 20 minutes and killed a 157 so i was like i whatever i was like time. fine yeah fine you know average it out i need a week yeah just give me a week yeah <laughs> yeah yeah but yeah we're taking off halloween and hunting to the 15th um, oh you guys you guys should you i'd be very surprised you don't tag multiple bucks i'd be very surprised we're gonna hit her we're gonna hit yeah. her hard as hell we're yeah, gonna get he, a couple he, opportunities i know that just off of last yeah. year what we figured out and if the trail cameras don't lie from past intel we got we got a lot of bucks at daylight <laughs> it's ridiculously yeah. much yeah. so so uh yeah you you guys i like i said i think you guys are you know i've been listening to you guys for a while now and even from last season to this season we were talking off air there you guys really seem to be honing in you know and finding that that spot you know the sweet spots in that area like i said I, i'll be surprised you guys don't kill multiple bucks and at least have multiple opportunities like i said anything can happen it's hunting yeah you know what i mean stuff happens but i'll be surprised you guys don't have multiple opportunities this year well, I appreciate that, man. It gets me jacked up. At least someone oh, yeah, believes in us. <laughs> we may not believe it ourselves, but if someone yeah. does. Hey, I'm a fellow grinder, but I know uh, how the hell it is. <laughs> all right, well, let's get into this. Okay, we all right, we've done our late season prep. We're set up and we're it's October thirty first. We're about to go in and we're about to do fifteen days straight. What what kind of tactics or tips or anything that you can give us that will give us a little bit of more edge to be successful and in, in that that rut grind you're about to just go full send on not only deer hunting but your body you know your family yeah. there's a lot of stuff going on so. yeah i mean i mean i'm uh you know i'm big in the gym i try to take care of myself watch what eat we all know come hunting season, it's hard to eat you know chicken and broccoli and rice and all that stuff it gets tough you know you're actually you know you're getting the calories and the fats and all that stuff um to me what's important a is being comfortable um afford the best quality gear and clothing you can you, you know what i mean um not i understand everybody can't afford sitka or first lights up but get what you can you know what buy a piece this year buy one piece next year because that stuff is worth its weight in gold for sitting all day um now i'm a saddle hunter that's what i prefer but i buy i buy try to buy the top quality gear i can you know tree stand saddle whatever sticks bow you're going to be more comfortable you're you're mentally wise going to be in the game and physical wise going to be in the game um you know and when i start my all day sits you know it, it's a grind but you know i come home eat i get to bed it's early to bed early up you know you have to be mentally prepared to sit there for the next two weeks and when you're in that stand you got to be mentally prepared it can happen any second we all know that sitting there it's 10 30 in the morning day seven and you haven't seen damn thing for a week all of a sudden there's a 140 on a doe coming at you. You know what I mean? It's the mental part is so important uh, when you get into that part, you know. Yeah. It, it wears yeah. on you fast, you know. It really does. It yeah. wears on you. Something really homie's really good about, you know, he's like, got to be ready to kill. You got to be going into this hunt thinking that you're ready to kill. Not only the not only the camera guy, but or not the hunter, but the camera guy also. You know, that camera yes. guy's got to be ready to kill. He's got to yep. be checking the light every 30 minutes he can't be texting on his phone and not in the game he's got to make yeah. sure his batteries are good everybody's got to be doing their steps and 
right like it might be 70 today and windy yes but you got to be ready to kill you can't let I've that killed, be honest with you i've killed uh three or four bucks on my wall when it's been 75 degrees in the rut like you think it's like uh this is miserable and i've killed them or i've seen them one o'clock in the afternoon it's 75 degrees you're like why in the hell am i out here and then you see one up cruising you know it's the rut you just do not know yeah you don't know you just don't and another thing that helps me is the stupid is I take a one gallon Ziploc bag of food and I, cause I like <laughs> to eat. I like to eat. And I time that out like nine 30 in the morning, lunchtime at about two in the afternoon. I got to eat, you know, and that kind of breaks my day up a little bit too, you know? Oh yeah. Right? I get you I that keep, motivation. You're all like, I'm telling you, it's like nine 30. I can have a nutty buddy or something. Yeah, if know? I can make it till two 30, <laughs> I'm smashing a star crunch. Yeah, you're damn right, <laughs> man. Yeah, that's my reward. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Yep. We do the Definitely. same thing. You kind of yep. break it out. And, and then in between, I just, I just eat whole and shell peanuts. No, yeah. Nothing will keep you in the stand longer than in shell <laughs> peanuts. I'm telling you, yeah. I buy the five pound bag, start a rut from the gas yeah. station and i'm just i'm ready to rip sodium so high yeah <laughs> yeah I'm yeah. Ready to go. I, yeah i try to keep like a fiber energy uh wilderness athlete makes some phenomenal products i've used to kind of you know kind of keep you mentally wise and physically wise in the game too during the day you know there's things out there you know it, it just your everyday multivitamin stuff like that keep your body in shape you know don't wait till two weeks before the season to start doing your cardio and stuff you know what i mean yeah you know, the, be, the best more physical the better physical shape you're in way easier to sit all day because it, it sucks i don't care what anybody says i like it i love it but it still sucks at the end of the day it, it, you know your body's shot the time you're done doing it yeah, that's something we we I don't know what my phone died like halfway through our walk. We were at like oh, yeah. five point eight miles today, and there's no way last year or the year before we could have done that. There's just physically yeah. not possible. And now, yep. now we just did that. So you're like, oh man, we got to walk a mile and a half to the stand. You're like, mile and a half, let's rip. <laughs> right? You know, before it's like we're climbing the ravine and sitting there for ten minutes catching our breath. You know what I mean? <laughs> So yeah. Yeah. I'm excited it's season to get here and us just be able to, to rip in there and, and see what we can do and see how we feel. Like like you said, those all-day sets, no matter who you are, how tough you are, what you got going on, you're thinking, oh, man, I'm just sitting in a tree. Like, I'm not doing anything. And then yeah. it's the fourth, even like the fourth day, you're like, and especially if you're having slow hunts. Those. Are oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That makes it, it can get mentally grinding. We had one sure, night yesterday. physically. A, a shooter a shooter caught our ground scent first light and then we didn't even see a doe the whole day oh, and to really Jesus. smack us in the face we had a possum ground scent us. <laughs> <laughs> i was like this possum can't even come into yeah. range we are yeah, done right a, now. You, you know you're having a bad day yeah. you know yeah. and we and that's part of it too people when you go into this you know, hey, there's some guys that are masters of killing them in October and bed hunting. That just, I've tried it. It kicked my ass. I figured, you know what? I've killed all my big bucks in a rut pretty much. I've killed some in October. I'm sticking to this because this is what works for me, you know? Because it, it just, like I said, it just whoops you, you know? Yeah, you got to find what clicks, man. And, and yeah, we were talking about that today. Like, seems like sometimes you we'd want to kill so bad when the rut hits we're already burned out from hunting so hard and doing all this scouting yeah. in the summer and you're like man i just want to i'm just gonna hunt the edge and just relax you yeah know, yeah you you got to go into it like I, I go off track i guess i lost my train of thought there but like when you get into this and you're hunting that all day you know you understand sometimes you just have a bad year you know what i mean we all have them you know what i mean you just might not tag one this year and you just got to be prepared for that too you know you, you, we all want to kill one 
but you got to, you know, you have to know him back to your head. It just might not be that year. It, you know what I mean? You're going to have bad years. You know, that's part of the game. So you're going to be mentally prepared for that stuff. Yeah, that's one of the. Don't, don't put too much pressure on yourself because you start putting too much pressure on yourself to kill. I was like, you know, we've probably all been like every younger. You end up killing something you're not satisfied with or you rush a shot, something happens, you know. So that's why he said you want mentally wise stay in the game. Yeah, it's the only thing in life. Not only thing, but one of the only things in life that work doesn't equal rewards is hunting. Yeah. You know what I mean? You can yes. put, you can outwork yep. everybody out there, literally everyone, yep. and. The dude that's been there 25 minutes during shotgun is dragging out the buck you've been hunting all year. You know what I mean? Yeah, so. yeah. Yeah, look at uh, – you, you guys know Josh Prophet. He is a hell of a hunter. Killer. Look at the season he had last year. Yeah. He had them giants EHD. You know what I mean? You know, he throws you a curveball. You know what I mean? You just don't know sometimes. You know what I mean? You don't know what's – you know, sometimes just shit. Luck, you know. What are you going to do? Seems like we're always in the shit. As I say, I've heard that before. <laughs> we spend a lot of time in the shit. I guess we need to. I need some waiters to walk through this. Five well, this this year's gonna be your guys' year. Four for four. Oh, I don't know, man. I've been having, I've been pretty solid the last six years. I gotta I gotta fail one year. I got to. Can't, I can't kill God, seven be, years in a row. Don't be this year. Don't be this. Yeah, year. don't be this year. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's I what me. I got I got three tags. I'm thinking. I I, I guess I we were talking. I said I've been kind of out of the game for the last couple of years. I went through. You know, I had divorced, got remarried, kid, all that stuff. So I've just been hunting Pennsylvania. You know, pretty much since 2013, and and leading up to that, I was killing some pretty good bucks. You know, and then life hits me inside the head, and it's like, well, shit. You know, and now it's like kind of back in the game here. And I got three tags this year, and I'm fired up. It, uh, you know, I'm in my groove. I get everything lined up, so it's like, come on. You know, I want, I'm hoping for my best year ever, but this will be the year I have a shit year, you know? Yeah, same so, thing. We've yeah, never been like prepared for season more than <laughs> yes. we are now, and we won't same. even. Yep, I, I, same. I, I didn't say today, we're not even going to see a shooter this year. <laughs> yeah. as, as I'm just, I don't have a dry spot on my body. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, hey, you know what? The, I mean, the, it, it is like you said. I mean, you can work your ass off and not get rewarded, but – you know, they want to say luck and all that stuff, but I, but you know, the more you put into this and the more time you put out there, your odds do go way up public, private, whatever, you know, your odds do go up and, and, and you will be consistent. You know what I mean? Once you get to a certain point, you're going to be consistent every year, you know? Yeah. That's just the main goal. You know, my wife is always like, why are you so hard on yourself about it? I'm like, I'm, I, I work all year for this one thing. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Yeah. There's not yep. a, any time. It's not like I'm putting in the week and then I'm giving it a break. It's all year. And I've only, I want to, I just want to kill one nice buck. That's it. Like, it <laughs> yeah, doesn't seem yeah. that hard to do. And you put 365 days, four, th- I was going to say 364. Yeah. Christmas and kids' birthdays are white. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. So 360. Yeah. We'll go 360. And, you know, you all, all year, that's what you're thinking about. You know, yep. and, yep. and, you just want it one one time, and I'm telling her, I, I'm about if I haven't killed by about the 12th or 13th of November. I'm Bullshit, like a, I'm October like a, 12th or 13th <laughs> yeah. of October. Ah, oh, this is shit. Yeah, I'm like a whiny, I'm like a whiny schoolgirl out there. Oh yeah, yeah, I get the same shit like, here from my wife. What am I wife, doing yep. wrong? My wife's yeah. like, why are you always like? 
complaining and whining about his stuff. Don't you like hunting? I'm like, yeah, I love it. It's just <laughs> get my ass whooped. <laughs> yeah. You know what the crazy thing is? And it's like, it seems like I'll, I'll get that point to where the season, like, it, it, it's just going to be one of them years. It's going to, you know, I'm just <laughs> not going to kill one. And the next day you kill one, it's like, well, shit. You I, know this what is I mean? the best year ever had. Yeah. yeah it's yeah. like, it's the greatest year ever. Yeah, I did <laughs> exactly about what I was doing the whole time. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly yeah. how my season goes. October yeah. 15th, I'm like, man, I'm the worst hunter ever. Yeah, yeah. November yep. kit, second I kill. Damn, I'm good at this shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're the world's best hunter. Yep, yeah. yep. I'm like, yeah. oh, pretty decent today. Yeah, just, yeah. Just got lucky that something tripped by me. <laughs> Tell you, man, 10 seconds, it change, yeah. change it. Yeah. Yeah, it doesn't. It, yeah, you're exactly right. You know, and like I said, a lot of time, you know, you, you'll get some people bash people hunt strictly the right. Oh, it's all luck, blah blah blah. But you know what? I'll take that ten seconds of fame. That's all right. Yeah. Every year, I'll take that son of a bitch. You know, what the, that's this fine. episode, last episode of the episode before, we see the biggest deer. Oh, it's on where to hunt. We see the biggest deer ever downwind of doe bedding in the rut. That's like where oh, we consistently yeah. see the giants. Yeah, you know what I mean. They're they're with a doe. Yeah. And it's the buck that hasn't daylighted on cam yet. And then, boom, there he is. You're like, wow, yeah. this thing isn't a mythical creature. He actually is here. Yeah. You know I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Like, like what well, Homie was saying earlier about me seeing them bedding areas. Like I said, I do see the bucks and does both bed sometimes in similar areas. Um, that's why I don't think I sometimes always pay attention to is this strictly doe or what it is. I'm always looking just for cover. That's yeah. me. That's kind of how I take it. You know what I mean? Um, but one thing, I, one thing, I think it was actually you guys had Chad on. Uh, this episode this week or whatever you guys were talking you know with exodus and about the does pay attention to the does on your camera you know what summertime through the fall whatever pay attention to those does you got a concentration of does coming in to scrape or wherever you at. pay attention to that because i can guarantee you come november he's going to be there yeah we had we pulled cam today and it was all does and they're doing yep. exactly what they were supposed to. You know what I mean? We're yeah, like, okay. Yeah. Those yeah, they're going to move around a little bit with food and stuff yeah. to get changed. But for the most part, they're going to be in that general area. And then box. It, it, that's where, you know, the cameras and your data um, come into play. Then, you know, you know, you look at this picture and say, okay, them bucks are in here November 3rd through the 9th. You know, you remember that the following year, you know, to be in these one or two stands that time of year. That's what's used with that historic data off them cameras. Yeah. You can pinpoint exactly down to almost the day when you should be in them spots and killing. Yeah, because I feel like you get a picture of a buck daylight in October. Okay, he had no, you know, he got up early, cold front coming, he's going to a different food source, he's move, he's moving to his fall range, something's going on. You're not a hundred percent sure what he's doing. Mm -hmm. If you get a picture from the first of November to the fifteenth of November of a deer in daylight, he's either yep. with a doe or looking for a doe in that area. Yep. There's no he's going yep. to food, he's doing this, yep. you know, he's going to water. It's just he's there because there's does there. You know yeah. what I mean? So yeah. it's yeah. easier yeah. to there's... break down in my mind that yeah. that's why he's there and that's why I need to be in there because there's a doe in there. And then everybody says something that we haven't seen yet you know the within three days thing that everybody says you know well, we're gonna try that this year but yeah. hopefully it's not magnum going through there because magnum's already dead yeah <laughs> yeah we're gonna we're gonna try the three-day deal this year and see if it banks out you know a buck is within the same area within three days um you know so we're gonna try yeah. that a lot of people say that happens you know what i mean and we're gonna yeah, what are they saying like do you see him on camera and he's in there for like a three-day window yeah, like last Basically. year. Last year he was yeah. here. Some people say it's down to like the hour, yeah. or you know, I mean, yeah. sometimes. Yes. But yes, but you know, he last year he was in this area. You know, November third, 
from the first to the fifth, you know, with three yeah. days each way is going to be back in that area. You know what I mean? Yeah. So. Yeah. I, I tell you what, like you guys know, Chad and the Mexicans guys, those guys over there know their shit. And I was fortunate enough to meet Chad this year and them guys. And I went on a scouting trip with them guys. And, you know, I always thought, yeah, I just put a camera out, blah, blah, blah. When I started seeing the data pulled from them cameras and seeing the, 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 the just the, how, uh, those deer were committed a certain date, like they'd be in there November, say third through the ninth. And then was crazy there. There wouldn't be no damn deer before it, no damn deer after that. But then that 28 day cycle, when them does come back in, boom, they're there again. It, it was crazy. Uh, you could almost set a watch to it. It was crazy to see. And boy, was it eye opening to see how important those cameras can be. Oh, that's cool, man. I didn't. Yeah. 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 Nice oh, it was that. crazy. Yeah. They had that one camera. I was like, it was like nothing. Here's the deer. Then it was nothing again. And then it was like the does were cycling back in. There they were again. It was crazy to see that, you know, just how fine-tuned that was. Yeah, they know. It's crazy. Like, all right, 28 sunsets. I'm coming back. <laughs> yeah, yeah it was back, crazy. Baby. Just the time for a month later, boom, there they are yeah. again, you know. Yeah, it was crazy to see some stuff, you know. But like I said, it was really eye-opening. You know, you talk to those guys, you know, they run hundreds of cameras. They have such a large data pool, you know. So like I said, those guys, what they're doing over there and what they're doing for the hunting community, guys need to pay attention to them you know they know their shit when it comes to cameras that's for sure yeah they got they're running so many cameras and this year with the project they do and they got multiple different states and it's gonna be really cool to compile that together and yeah know about that that'll be interesting yeah and understand you know if the dates coincide (laughs) yes that's gonna be super cool you know i mean yeah you know, if he's if it's somewhere not too far away and the weather's similar, well, this deer was there in the morning, he was there in the evening. See if anything coincides, or well, there's a wind switch at noon. You know, what I mean, like you could look at that weather or that yep. day and and really see. And that's gonna be cool for people that aren't even in the project. Yeah. Well, this buck was daylight in this day, and he was going this way. Why was he doing that? You can look at someone else's trail cam pictures and in your brain try to f- dissect why that deer was doing that. You know, what I mean. Yep. So. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, it's cool. I tell you, them cameras, I mean, now the cell cameras, in my opinion, them cell cameras, you put a cell camera in a killer's hands, that's deadly. You know, yeah. you you look at some of them guys from like the White Dell Diction over there, uh, Justin Hollingworth, all them guys, you know, geez, oh man. Yeah, you he's know. running like 15. Yeah, right? those yeah. guys are already a damn killer, and you give them something like this. I mean, them guys just laying down. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? They're just just elite. We got one. Yeah. We got we got a cell cam right now that is just white hot. That Ugh. it's got it's got to be so close to this deer's bedding, and he doesn't even know it's there. He just walks oh, right yeah, past. I think it. it might be 10, 12 yards from yeah. his bed. <laughs> oh, geez, oh, man. Yeah, we were like, he's got to be right in there. And then he, well, it's ninety two, and he was up at like five. Yeah, right, just before five. Yeah, four fifty eight. He was up. Yeah, yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, it's that like ninety two out. Feels like ninety nine, yeah. and I'm like, oh, dude, yeah. we're right on top of this Joker, dude. There's no way he's up moving that far from his bed this oh. early. So. Damn, that's a, I got two renders. I'm actually going out of state next week. I'm leaving next Friday, heading out of state. I got two renders to get up and a couple of lift twos. Um, area I'm going to sell signals kind of rough, but I, this will be my first time using the cell cams. I'm I'm kind of excited. I hope I get service, and uh, I'm really curious to see what I get on there. So they're either super jacky up or super frustrating because if you get yeah. no deer on them, you're like, what the hell, man? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like our two our new private piece pff, cams right now. They were liquid hot i mean they yeah. were like lava hot when we first put them out uh, man. it was like giant 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 you know what i mean and now they're like yep. no 
coon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ever since that yeah. dog came through. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I got a border collie twice in daylight. Oh, every, he's a every man. Every gone. <laughs> yeah. We got a problem down here. There's damn bears in Pennsylvania. I got. Oh, yeah. I had one camera eaten, I, and I swear, I, I posted a video the other day. One, it got into my scrape and tore the shit out of it. And it's just like, oh, my God. Every camera has a damn bear on it, I swear. Yeah, that there there is a lot of bears up there in the big woods, man. Yeah, yeah, there's a ton of them, that's for sure. That's pretty cool. A guy like us, we're like, yeah, it'd be cool to shoot know, one of those. You're I probably know. like, hell, I could do that uh, every day of the week up here. Yeah, they're, yeah, they're kind of a, they're almost kind of a nuisance. I got a couple buddies, they're diehard bear hunters. I'm thinking, you here's the picks, go kill the damn yeah, things. Go kill you know, <laughs> I'd like to kill one. That'd be bad. You know yeah, what I mean? Just yeah. kill one. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just experience it. I might, I might like it a lot, but more than likely, I can't. I cannot stop thinking about whitetails more for three yeah, minutes. You know what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> yeah I hear you, man. Until I yeah, can just I go you. out there and just absolutely slam a buck, and it's not fun anymore, and I don't get my ass kicked every year, then I'm yeah. I might try to I, kill a bear. I think that's part of it. I think it's that ass kicking part. I don't know if that's why. We're, we're, I don't know. We just keep going back for more or oh, what. Yeah. I don't yeah. know. Everybody loves you know? a good ass whooping. <laughs> yeah. They, I tell you what, you, they they they're good for that too. Oh, like yeah. I said, after after a couple of weeks in a row chasing them, you know, it's it's like, why well, isn't hell am I doing this again? You know, it takes and then you know what, years, you get the magical yeah. days. It's a magical day pops up. You know, you're getting up, dragging ass. You know how it is. You get in the woods and it's not even daybreak, and you hear him grunting, chasing, and they're like. Yeah, that's why I'm here. Oh, you know, yeah. you're like, it's just that, just awesome. It's always on that Man. day that you're like, ah, I yep. might sleep in today, and then you just yep. go ahead and get up and go. It's always that day that it's fire yep. out yeah. there. Yep. Yep. Yeah, yeah just why you do it, man. You get you get the magical days, a hot dough comes by, and it's just like, oh, I mean, it just, it's phenomenal hunting. Yeah, those are what we live for. Those mm-hmm. Even people that don't hunt the rut, everybody's talking about November, chasing November, right. you know, I mean, that's that's one of my top shows to watch, and their yeah. whole emphasis is November. You know what I mean? And yep, just all them guys out there, all all them different bucks. I mean, a lot of people getting it done, just not yeah. me. <laughs> that's one of the worst things about the rut too. You're in that damn tree stand. You're like, this guy just killed a slob. This guy just killed oh, yeah. a slob. And yeah. then you're like. Anybody seeing anything moving? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Right, and that's right. Going. And that's, yeah, that's the right, you know. That's what happens sometimes. The, the guy two ridges over, he's in the great, it's the greatest day ever he's ever had, kills a 140. And you're sitting there haven't seen a damn fawn yet, you yeah. know. Yeah. We're in the fawn spot 90% of the time. <laughs> definitely in the spike buck spot. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We smash some spike bucks. Yeah. But, uh, yep. Well, man, I. I'm super jacked for the, the rut, dude. I absolutely, like I said, we were homie. Homie was like, I got a feeling this year, man. I'm like, you're going to jinx us. You're jinxing us right now. Just just talk, thinking about how good we're going to do. And yeah, then, I, and I, then I, the trail camp pool today is just utter trash. <laughs> yeah. Hey, that happened. You know what? It's been, I, I know my trail camp, I, I just started getting some really good box hitting scrapes um here the last camera pull um it was pretty slow through the summer it's been i don't know about you guys it has been hot and dry up until about the last week or so here yeah i just don't think they're moving very much with the weather i mean it was i swear to god 90 degrees and humid every single day mm-hmm. um i think now it looks like them box you're getting some cooler evenings some rains moved in you know they're going to start doing the shift here um i think it's just going to get better here till the season now with the cameras yeah, acorns, our acorn flats, white hot with does. There's a yeah. ton of acorns on the ground. Yep, that's what and I've been seeing probably two weeks ago. I started seeing acorns already on the ground. Yeah, that's making them change. And then, like yep. you said, 
this hot weather it ain't rained here our the clover fields and stuff on the public is are just brown like yeah yep they mowed it and bailed it you know what i mean and they cut it short and it's just you know and that's where a lot of our summer picks were coming from you know them yeah. going to them clover alfalfa fields and yeah the bean fields are slowed up because they're not getting yep. out there till night the glass and slowed down even driving yeah. around looking for a doe is tough you know what i mean they're just yeah. not out yep. they're hanging back in the woods and, he, and even you you walk through an open field you know and then you go into the woods you're like man it's quite a bit cooler in here you know what i mean you get a little shade Mm-hmm. And uh, those deer know that they don't want to. They're staying in those low bottoms where it's cooler. And yeah, the buck we have exactly. is walking right down the creek, knee deep. He's like, yeah. I'm just gonna walk right out of the creek. I ain't getting yeah. out of this thing. Yeah, so. yeah. The season of change is coming now, though, man. Once they lose that velvet, I know fall starts coming. It's just a whole. No- like I said, I I like summer picks. All that's cool. You know what I mean? It gets you excited. But when I start getting pictures in October, and then game on. Yeah, you know what I mean? Especially, especially mid-October on, then it's game on yeah. for me. Summer trail cams are the worst. <laughs> Hanging yeah. them. Oh, yeah. You got a bush or a twig hitting it, getting 98 blanks a minute. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. It's just absolutely – every time you go pull them, it's hot. You know yep. what I mean? And it, I, like, if we could just hunt woods. Like, if we had normal woods where we didn't have to <laughs> bushwhack our way in to, yeah. to hunt these stuff, it wouldn't be so bad. But Yeah. Man, we almost had a homie almost had to drag me a hundred yards and then break and then I'd go back and get him drag him a hundred yards <laughs> today. It was absolutely brutal. Yeah, it was bad. Yeah. So, but yeah, man. So so we got our intel. We you know we're in the rut now. It's it's after that fifteen day. I want to have you break down that second rut period. I know you talked about it a little bit. Is that do you see any sign? there or have any good luck you know after that first rut around that thanksgiving late november do you have any good luck there for 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 me like i said our season typically this year here they gave us an extra week of archery i think we got like november 19th this year but typically we're done like 12th 11th 12th of november like sometimes like it's really getting good we're done arch hunting then see our rifle season typically comes in around uh thanksgiving the weekend thanksgiving it was always that Monday after. And that's typically where you would see, like, I, I would see the secondary rut. Um, when I was hunting private property, on public, you don't really see it because of the pressure. Now, when I've hunted some private, yes, I've seen it. I've seen bucks on does. Uh, when I've hunted the Midwest, um, December 2nd, 3rd, 4th, I've done real good. You know, muzzleloader, stuff like that. I've seen bucks on does, stuff like that. Um, I don't have a whole lot of experience archery hunting that time of day. It's typically, or that time of month, but it's typically, like I, it's right for muzzleloader. I, I, I've had pretty good success then. You know what I mean? Um, I but I've seen it. But I've seen that you know, 28 days or whatever, or fawn cycle winter, or whatever it is, that's, I've had some success there. I've had beginning of December. I've never really been a late season hunter or anything past that. Um, I've usually, to be honest, I'm usually tagged out and I'm just, usually, I'm just getting ready for next season. Um, now, like I said, when I was with those Exodus guys, um, checking their camera pulls, I was really surprised seeing activity, you know, December, January, February. It was, it was pretty cool to see. You know what I mean? That cycle coming around all the time and those cycling back in. It was pretty cool to see around the scrapes, seeing that activity. Yeah, that's something we, me and homies, never killed a buck late season. I mean, we've been close, you know, to some. You almost killed uh, the bracket buck yeah. a couple years ago, and yeah. uh, I almost killed him once the year before. And uh, that it seems like so our shotgun season comes in, and then. 
the week in between the two shotgun seasons, it's white hot for us. Like there's yeah. a little bit of second rut going. And when, when would that be like that? So the, the shotgun's always the weekend before and the weekend after Thanksgiving. Yeah, so the weekend in between, or the Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving weekend, weekend, yeah, is always good. And then the week after, I don't know, maybe it's just the pressure. You know, all the gun hunters aren't out there. But yeah. then after that second shotgun, it just light shut switch, down. shut down. Shut and down, you yeah. Gotta have a, you got to have some cold weather. Uh, this year we're running five mobile cams and we got a shitload of ag next to stuff that has no ag. Um, so I'm hoping that we can run yeah. those mobile cams on the edge and something starts daylight and we go in there and kill them if we're not yeah. tagged out before then. But yeah, <laughs> more, yeah. Than yeah likely, guys are. <laughs> more than likely that is not going to be the case. Yeah. Like I said, I've always, it's always been December 3rd, 4th. Actually, I've hunted Illinois and the, I was on the uh, eastern side. It was December 3rd, 4th. I killed a pretty, like a 140s class nine. I killed out there in Muzzle. I think it was going to be your guy's second shotgun season, I think it was. Mm. And he was on a doe hard. He, he was just on her, you know, and ended up shooting a muzzle loader, you know. He just, it, she got him in trouble. Nice. Yeah, that's, that's a lot of people see good chasing and stuff. And I feel like if you're on somewhere right there, you're, that second shotgun season, if you could find a place that hasn't been pressured a lot, then you have all the deer. You know yeah. what I mean? Yep, yep. But for us, the deer, you know, we were limited on our private ground, and then the public ground shut down, you know, because they shut yeah. down for, you know, waterfowl and stuff. Yeah, yeah. So that that really hurts us. After the 15th of November, we're, we're, we were really hurting to even see a buck, you know what I mean? And now yeah. this year we got this giant – ag ground there's very little trees on it i was it, gonna but, say giant fields yeah yeah we got giant fields you know what i mean and yeah it's all corn so hopefully there's a lot of bucks out there eating corn and they don't chisel yeah. plow it so that's that's a primo oh, yeah right? that's yeah. good yeah like this will be my first year i told you i'm off whole month in november um you know the stars aligned i hope i'll kill one in iowa and get an opportunity in pennsylvania or already have one down and i'll be in ohio this year and i'll be kind of in around that thanksgiving time probably down there i never hunted that time so i'm really curious because i i hear it's supposed to be that's when the big boys are up on their feet so i'm real curious to see how that how that week before thanksgiving goes you know and see and see how that pans out nice yeah yeah you have to let us know man you got my number now but oh we're, yeah we're yeah. gonna wrap this up man if you could tell right, if you could tell anybody that's that's uh wanting to have the best rut hunt of the year give them one piece of advice what would it be uh just you know what i mean at first uh, Boots on the ground in the postseason. Become a better woodsman. You're good. You can kill one anywhere once you get that. And prepare for the grind and grind. Dark to dark, you'll kill them. That right there is what you call a get you jacked up as hell episode. I'm ready to be on day six out oh, there. Oh god, I don't. I don't know if I'm ready. <laughs> I'm going to kill on day one. <laughs> day two, I'm going to be dragging stuff out. You know, then I'll be like, okay, yeah, day three, let's rip, you know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, man, we're – if you can't tell, we are incredibly jacked to just get out there in the woods. And uh, I would say that we're rut hunters, too. We try to get it done. Mm-hmm. We killed them in October. You've killed them in October. I've yeah. killed them in October. Yeah. We'll try our hardest, but we know that the chances substantially go up when, when November rolls around. So, all right, guys, remember, always do the right thing. Try to leave a legacy, and Whitetail Legacies out until next Wednesday when we're coming in your ear holes with some more Whitetail content. Probably never guessed that that was coming. <laughs> How about some more Bush Cam content? Yes, Bush Cam. <laughs> we love you guys. Uh, Whitetail Legacy out. <laughs>